0: And actually, Paul, I don't know if you've ever been on an episode where I've actually had the soundboard going. No, no. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip and I'm gonna play our intro and then
1: then we'll get into it. So, mm-hmm. Maybe it was like a fart board or what we got going on
0: here? <laughs> it's pretty much a fart board. I'm pretty much <laughs> just whacking off on the fucking podcast. Is what I'm doing. Here. Excellent.
2: Good evening, Doctor Vesalius. I have come for my son. He will die at. Midnight. If you must take a life, take mine. I will have killed nine times in my life, Dr. Vesalius. How many murders can be attributed to you? None. I did not kill your wife. No, I tried to save her. With a knife in your hand, Doctor, I have no faith in your profession. I was told after my crash that I would never speak again. The doctors were, of course, wrong. For as you see and can hear, I have used my knowledge of music and acoustics to recreate my voice. You don't have to remind me of your ingenuity, Dr. Fibes. Where... Where is my son? May I give you one final reminder, Dr. Versailles? You will see your son under circumstances which may bring back memories to you. What is it you want? The skill of your hands, doctor. I am giving your son the same chance that my wife had. You need not be alarmed. He has already been anesthetized. Your wife no, Fibes. But you I will kill. But you can't, Doctor. I am already dead. Your son Needs
0: you. You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed, occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch.
3: They must be destroyed on sight!
4: (music)
0: Welcome back. It's They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, Intermission, Episode 31. And I'm your host, Lee. Human error won't stop him, Russell. I'm joined by my co-host, Lee. Had years to hide to plot this damnable thing. Hardy, how are you doing, ma'am?
3: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. And uh, returning, Paul, Nine Eternities of Doom, Ramali. How are you doing?
1: Good, sir. How you doing? I'm the newfangled thing that keeps out drafts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a note about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you have not read the title before you clicked on the link, we're doing the Abominable Dr. Fibes from 1971. The uh, Vincent Price classic. I, you know, spoilers. It's a really good movie, you know. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to have any hard takes on Doctor Fives. I'm kind of thinking, but, um, but yeah, uh, we're going to do that. And I'm kind of thinking next time we do an intermission, we'll just do the sequel too.
1: There's a sequel.
0: There, there is a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I
1: was actually surprised you didn't do. uh, We were doing both today. Fives rises again.
0: Mm, I just figured, you know, intermission. Three people. We'll keep it to one movie. On the, on, on, on the episode to keep it, you know, under the hour or whatever we usually kind of do with the intermissions, but and there is a
1: DVD release that has both on the same DVD too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the, what was it the, the MGM midnight movies? Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. From years ago. But yeah, we're going to get into that. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, uh, after a podcast promo, with some music and we're going to talk about fucking Dr. Fibes. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs>
4: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, uh, necrophilia. Ah, uh, ah, yep. uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, well, No one should have to watch this No one should have to watch this movie. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore.
0: I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed
4: in it. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could it's get out of it. unimaginable. Here. At 12
0: years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie.
4: Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand man that Doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history. It's all popping up up at you. So I totally loved this film.
0: Hey, I know why you you couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at
4: twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema (sighs) Ah!
0: Abominable Doctor Fibes from nineteen seventy
2: one. What lovely music! I want you to meet a dear friend. Nine killed you. Nine shall die. Your wife no vibes. But you, I will kill. But you can't, Doctor. I am already dead. Here, How are we going to get him off this? You take his head and I'll take his feet. Let's unscrew him. Dr. Fives, who samples the finer things of life in his own inimitable way and experiments with fascinating instruments of death. What, sir? The Katah. The ten curses visited upon the pharaohs before Exodus. Nine shall die. Nine eternities in doom. Uh, curse of boils, of bats. Frogs? Uh, Frogs, yes. And the curse of blood.
3: curse of hail in the bloody middle of nowhere.
2: for Dr. Five. Hmm.
0: Probably the most terrifying motion picture you'll ever see. Directed by Robert Fust. I think fused maybe, uh, but he, he did more TV than he did films. He did uh, a lot of episodes of the Avengers and the new Avengers. And that's of course the British Avengers, you know, he also did uh, this film. And of course the sequel, Dr. Fibes rises again. He also did the fucking devil's rain. Is that not the, um, the one with, the William, devil's Shat- reign
1: with uh, William Shatner and, uh, Victor Borgnine not not Victor Borgen. or um, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, mm-hmm. and isn't the Avengers with the the man who played the Doctor on the Howling?
0: Yes, there. Patrick you go. Patrick Mcnee. Yeah, he also did one that I kind of I want to see. It's called the Final Program. It's based on a bunch of stories done by Michael Moorcock, the Jerry Cornelius stories, where it's just like character who's like kind of immortal it keeps like dying in every story almost and um he's kind of like a spy and enigmatic, and it's it's weird and i heard the movie was super fucking weird so i kind of want to watch that um the rain is pretty good too i have it on vhs the devil's rain is very good actually i i, I totally agree um it's one of those like 1970s gyms that people just kind of overlook all the time which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate uh this is written by james witten and william goldstein and they've pretty much they're pretty much both known for writing this and the sequel and that's about it that's that's kind of their that's kind of their credits uh they, they did a couple other things but mainly it's this is it we have the amazing vincent price as dr anton fibes Joseph Cotton as Dr. Versalius, Virginia North as Volnavia, Terry Thomas as Dr. Longstreet, Sheen Burry as Lim Vesalius, Susan Travers as Nurse Allen, David Hutchinson as Dr. Hedgepath, Edward Burnham as Dr. Dunwoody. Alex Scott is Dr. Hargraves. Peter Gilmore is Dr. Kedji. Morris Kaufman is Dr. Whitcomb. And Peter Jeffrey is Detective Inspector Trout. And we have a little synopsis here off IMDb from Ed Sutton. Doctors are being murdered in bizarre manners, bats, bees, a killer frog mass, etc., which represent the nine biblical plagues of Egypt. The crimes are orchestrated by an organ-playing, demented madman from his home base, replete with clockwork orchestra and help from a beautiful mute assistant. Detectives are stumped until they find that all the slain doctors once assisted Dr. Vesalius on an unsuccessful operation involving his the wife of organist Dr. Fibes, killed in a car crash upon learning of his wife's death. He couldn't be the culprit, could he? Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Spoilers, it's actually Dr. Fibes. <laughs> When's the first time you watched this, Paul, and uh, what's your sort of general thoughts on it?
1: Well, I watched this back in the 90s. It was later in the day mm-hmm. of watching movies because um, I watched probably I'm trying to think of all the Vincent prices that I've, this is one of the late Dr. Fives and rises again is probably one of the, the latest Vincent prices I've ever watched. Like I've already watched all the other ones. It was, (laughs) this was like the last kind of bits and pieces. The only one that I saw after this was the oblong box Oh yeah. um, scream and scream again. I think it's called And um, uh, theater of blood were probably the three I watched after this. Yeah, mm. and I it's, always I always considered this film theater of blood without the jokes.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's still jokes in this, but uh, the sequel is much more jokey than yeah than this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Lady Lee, is this your first time watching this one?
3: No, I saw this when I was a kid. I was pretty young. My okay. dad bought the the VHS and said that I would really like it because I was really into like horror movies back then. Mm-hmm. Still am. But my dad used to, he watched a lot of like old horror movies as well. So he bought this for me when I was younger. So I had it on VHS. Well, I think he bought it for him and I got to watch it.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I mean, mean, your dad played the Screaming Lord such. It just kind of stands to reason that he might, might might've liked horror movies from this period. He
3: did. Yeah, he very much did. He was all into it. So a lot of the horror movies I watched were because of my dad.
0: Yeah, for me, I've, I've seen this a couple times over the years. I, I definitely the first time I saw it was probably when I was a kid at some point, but it was, you know, it was like the I mean, there, there was a chopped down TV version of this because it, it does get a little <laughs> bloody at certain parts where it's just like, eh, maybe we want to like pull away for the family I guess. Uh, you, you don't want to see necessarily <laughs> the a
1: bat-eaten face of the first victim or whatever, you know kind of thing. Um <laughs> I always found the I always found the locust uh, laugh out loud funny. That it, scene.
0: That's that's the thing, right? Because you see, the effects are really good, but at the same time, there's like some deliberately cheap effects in this. I feel mm-hmm. like that. It's a factor of them. Yeah, but are, there's they're supposed to make you laugh at the same time, right? They're, like a the unicorn. They, they, The the fucking brass unicorn flying through the courtyard.
1: (laughs) That's such a fucking great scene, man. Like the, well, I mean, like just even the, even the frog part too is like awkwardly funny. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For what's going on, but it's still satirically funny.
0: Well, I just love that. You know, so, you know, Dr. Fibes is he's killing all these doctors and to be fair, most of these doctors are fucking shitheads. Just one doctor, he approaches at a party and it's a it's a party with masks or whatever, so you know it's a, like a mask gala ball or whatever the fuck you would call it. Um, masquerade? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Masquerade, uh, yeah, masquerade, yes, mask of the red death. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so you know, this this doctor approaches Doctor Fibes. He's like, I don't know you. Uh, I'm I'm a head shrink, you know. I, I'm, I'm a psychiatrist and, and everything. I just love that you know Vincent Price he just rolls his fucking eyes. You, you see him roll his eyes in his mask. He's like, Oh my God, this fucking guy, I can't wait till he dies. And then he's like, here, I got a mask for you. He puts it on. And the mask like crushes his head. It's got like a, it's got like almost like a steampunk kind of mechanical device on it, where it keeps tightening the mask after it's been latched on, which is just fucking great. And, and I, and I kind of love the way um in that scene where the, the score kind of changes, like, The the whole score of this film, like the movie set in the 1920s. So the whole score is like this sort of like big band jazz kind of music. And then there's a little bit like uh, church organ music and stuff in it as well. But it kind of takes you into perspective of the guy in the mask for a little bit. And it, it, it kind of sound like you kind of hear the music that's playing in the actual scene. It, it sounds like it would sound to him while he's in the mask, like it's kind of muted and weird. Muffled. So there's like, yeah, there's this nice muffling going on. And it, it's just they do so many like just really cool, interesting things in this film that you wouldn't expect them to do. And I, I really appreciated it. What are your guys's favorite kills in, in this film?
3: I like the locust one for some reason. That one really fascinated me from when I was a kid. I just thought it was really cool. Cause I remember getting my dad to explain what happened. Thanks dad. <laughs> <ever you'd> <laughs> but yeah, I remember just thinking it was so fascinating and it's the one I can remember. Actually, that was the one where I told you where you're the one who told me the title of the movie. Cause that's mm-hmm. the one I remember. Like out of all the deaths, that's the only one I remember. So what
0: kind of, what kind of sleeping pill do you have to take where you don't feel like all that
1: goop being like
3: <laughs> dropped <laughs> over so your weird. face? Especially
0: when it started like over
1: her nose or mouth, can she Yeah, yeah. When I would, if I had stuff all over me, I'd go, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Like mm-hmm. you'd wake up. But apparently, she took you know six doses of horse, horse tranquilizer, so she was okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh I, I, I kind of feel like she already died before he sicked the locusts on her, like kind of thing. You know, it was this like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the locusts were more for like dramatic effect. It's like the cops will find her with her face eaten off, but she's already dead, you know, way, well before that.
1: I always liked the bat scene because it gave you kind of like that kind of hammer, harry kind of uh, British vibe to it. But even though obviously that wasn't, I mean, they're not even fruit bats, so it's like it's not going to happen, but it gave you that kind of yeah. nice vibe. Kinda of like when they go to the church and the the, uh, the grave guy you know, says they'll you know, they'll visit the worms soon that kind of thing gives you a good vibe, but I always uh, enjoyed the the, the rats in the plane. That's
0: that one is like it, it just makes me feel like um, Kingdom of the Spiders, you hacks, because. Basically, you just rip that scene off. Although, you know, it's AIP. It's American International Pictures. They did this. They did Kingdom of the Spiders later on with yeah. William Shatner. And you had you had a scene in that film where, you know, spiders were in like a fucking plane at one point. And basically the same come kind of thing crawling over the dude and then he crashes or whatever. Um, all
4: these motherfucking spiders in his
1: motherfucking plane. Like, mm,
0: <laughs> I kind of really love the, the the sort of brutal like quickness of the unicorn mm-hmm. stabbing yeah. thing. I, I just I just kind of like the joke of it. Like, you know, the the police are like they're onto it now. It's like this guy's killing these doctors. We gotta protect them. So they're like trying to protect this one doctor, and he's the doctor's like, oh well, I feel like I'm a fucking hit of the state or whatever. You know, I'm so so protected right now. Opens the elevator door, his fucking unicorn just comes flying right through, stabs him, and it's in this like fucking upper class, like gentlemen's club or whatever. So it's like you got to be polite. You can't make a lot of noise. And I love how the detectives are talking. Like, you know, the uh, unicorn horn has, like, kind of like a screw filing on it or whatever. Right. So it's like, um, Oh, it looks like it looks like it's 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 uh you know it's got it's it's on the left or whatever. So we have to unscrew it in a certain way, and then you see the detectives behind the panel. You see the guy's legs keep coming up and going away, and coming up and going away as they're unscrewing it. And then the joke is, you know, at the end, this, this old guy sitting there trying to read his papers, like, "Can you please people like keep it down? You know, stop talking. I'm I'm trying to enjoy my fucking uh, newspaper here in this gentleman's <laughs> club."
3: Very comical. <laughs>
0: It, it just struck me as funny, and like mm-hmm. every everything in this is pretty funny. Like I think one of the biggest strengths of this is that it takes kind of how Vincent Price's persona had been to this point. Like he had done, like he's very known. He's known for doing very like theatrical. Performances, right? And there, there is an element of camp to a lot of the performances he's, he's done. Um, you know, so after like the Corman Poe adaptations that he starred in, this was sort of his new sort of specialty of uh, doing like the mad genius who gets revenge kind of thing. It, it's kind of riffing back to what he did in House of Wax from like I think it was like '54 or something like that, where he kind of played similar kind of role. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you, but then you get this, you get fives rises again. You got something like in the AIP beach party series with like Dr. Gold fit, foot and the bikini machine, which is kind of similar in certain ways. Then you got theater of blood, which would come after this, which is very much like, you know, in the same same way wave like of this. And then you have like Madhouse. Have you ever seen Madhouse? Paul
1: believe I have. I'm not sure if I own it though, mm.
0: which is almost like a, meta spoof on Vincent Price movies because he plays okay. like a he plays a horror actor who's played this a role several times over of this like demented guy who you know is like this mastermind who kills people and shit and then people he knows starts dying around him and it feels like you know it, he might be like going insane and killing people and there's this whole mystery around it and shit like that okay. um but yeah, this this whole this whole idea of like the wrong genius driven to madness and revenge. It works for Price here and then there's, you know, this his charm, like the element of humor that he brings into it and it just plays into Price's persona at this point. I think this is like the most it's kind of like the most epic indulgent version of like a Vincent Price movie because this movie looks great. Like it it's got that whole even though it's 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 fairly low budget, it's got all that great Art Deco sets, and it, the presentation is very theatric, and it looks like there there's nothing here. Like like I can point out one effect that looks bad, and that's it in this movie, and that's actually in the openings, like in the opening sequence with the uh, the bats. There's a there's an obvious fake bat that flies in at one point on a string when the butler, comes <laughs> into, and then that's that. it, and and that's it, and that's it. Like the rest of this film looks fucking immaculate. Like it's so well fucking made.
1: Well, the scenes are good. I mean, just overall, the area they shot in was really good too. So that mm-hmm. helps with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really went for set design in this one too, because everything Fives is in is usually pretty crazy too. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got his whole, like, his lair or whatever, like all these, um, like, he's got this, like, ballroom kind of thing set up with, like, marble floors and a marble dais and everything, and he's got his big fucking elaborate church organ mm-hmm. that he plays. Dr. Fibes himself is uh, renowned, before he quote-unquote died, he's a, a renowned uh, organist. He um, the, the last doctor, the last victim that he's going after or whatever, where he uh, kidnaps the guy, the guy's son or whatever. His son actually knows of Vibes. He knows that he's, you know, like a a, a brilliant uh, organist or whatever. But yeah, it, the film looks great.
3: I love the vehicle. Should...
0: Oh, <laughs> with, with, <laughs> with 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 uh, with the uh, with the with uh, the weird the windows. Yeah, with the yeah, five picture, picture of him on the like east side Fibes in the back, of his head guys. on the back.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. that was comical. That well, was he's
1: weird. also known to be like a millionaire, where he had money stored all over the world randomly too. So it's just mm-hmm. it was this crazy, love lost, eccentric millionaire that's driven into madness and revenge. You know what I mean? And he just yeah. goes all the way. Plus, no matter—I mean, let's not forget, like what happened to him himself. Yeah. Physically, that was you he, know. The, the, so.
0: Yeah, because he's because he's basically um, he survived his car crash. And, you know, there's speculation that the body that showed up in his grave was, like, his chauffeur or something instead, right? And, like, we do get the reveal of what Fibes looks like. And one of the most iconic horror visuals ever. The way the makeup job that's done, like, actually, the makeup jobs all through this entire film are fucking great. Like, I I like the fact that, like, you're looking at Vincent Price, and he's wearing a mask. He's wearing a Vincent Price mask on his face, basically. yeah because because you can tell there's something wrong about her right like the 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 like colors the color, off
3: discoloration on of the neck yeah yeah
0: and and he can't move his face like vincent price had his face he had his mouth basically uh glued together where he could not open his mouth to talk so he, he's kind of like m- miming his lines on screen and he actually did his lines in post or whatever right it's mm-hmm. adr over it right and yep. just just the physical performance that vincent it's price okay. is giving here because he doesn't even talk for the like the first i don't know 20 30 minutes of the movie you don't hear him yeah. say I mean, anything
1: no one talks for at least the first 10 mm-hmm. yeah anyone and the performance he
0: gives with his vocals because he's got this contraption and it's it's almost like a um it's almost like a steampunk sci-fi kind of idea where he, he's got these things connected to his neck that apparently pick up his vibrations in his neck. And, you know, it's 1920s, but apparently he's got like a patch cord for like a fucking amp that he can stick in, you know, (laughs) and and, and into his like gramophone and and talk to people. The way he delivers those lines too, very like robotic, kind of mechanical almost. Uh, He's got his whole mechanical, uh, the Dr. Fibes orchestra, or whatever the fuck it was, that uh, are those mechanics.
1: clockwork. Band uh, musicians, clocks, yeah. yeah, five clockwork musicians.
0: So the guy's like obviously like a kind of like a sci-fi evil genius, like almost like a kind of hints towards like you know supervillains of like you know. James well, yeah,
1: well with he with the little. I was gonna say you got right there. I was gonna say he almost acts like a Bond villain, where you think the 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 clockwork musicians have have like guns and knives sticking out of them at some point in <laughs> time, and firing at the bad guy or the good guy while he's rolling away. Yeah.
3: The one Mm -hmm. part uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching Vincent Price was the scene with the rats in the plane. And Mm -hmm. he's watching with the telescope. Um, His reactions are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just everything, how he just twitches and he's looking. And again, like, this guy never talks other than through, like, the actual...
0: Yeah, the gramophone thing. But yeah, his look- mouth
3: never opens, and mm-hmm. he does such a good job of expressing. And that point, that that right there, that right there was perfect. Like, it was so good.
0: <laughs> it's really his performance, right? I mean, I've never heard an interview of him about this movie or whatever, but I get the feeling he knew, like, just how good this movie Kind of was for what he does. Like it, it seems like it's so perfectly geared to how he acts. It's like, oh, I, I can, I can do lines. Of course, I, I've got lines, but it's much more based on my physical theatrical flourishes that I'm known for. And he just brings all that. Like he's just doing interesting, weird things like he's kind of, you know, he's committing these murders, but at the same time, he's enjoying himself doing it right. Like he's having fun. He's taking the time to smell a flower while he's
1: yeah, while well, he's reveling in revenge, but reveling yeah. in the moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he's actually not my even my favorite character. I prefer if I had to pick, I liked uh, I like the back and forth between trout, trout and crow. Mm hmm. And, yeah, and I, I like the fact that they keep on just calling him different names, pike and <laughs> perch. And, I, and unfortunately, when he was going to go to the bathroom, uh, Crow says a good line was that you know that's very apt because you know that's because he <laughs> thinks the whole thing is shit. But yeah. at the same time, uh, I really uh, I was I was sad because he called him trout instead of. Pike or bass or something else or halibut <laughs> or whatever. Like and he called him the, his right name, but like that was pretty funny. I was like that, and actually, I really uh, appreciate the jeweler's scene that made the medallions. I just thought mm-hmm. he was really good. Yeah, she he was, was a lady. It was a woman, no, a lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very very, very very different thing there. Very fashionable. Yeah, yes, very fashionable. He didn't write that, down fashionable, uh, and we
0: should, we should talk about uh, this character, uh, Volnavia. So there, there was a rewrite in the script. So uh, initially she was supposed to be just another clockwork creation of Dr. Fibes, Mm -hmm. but they, they, they changed her to in the script to being an actual person. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they like rewrote the entire script enough to like necessarily flesh her out. So I, kind of, I kind of feel like if, if there's anything I, want more from this film i kind of wanted to know what was the relationship between her and dr fives like i kind of want to know her character a little bit better like she's just silent she's sexy there's there's kind of a, like a fetish kind of thing going on with her in some scenes and, totally and
3: talk, been, don't talk a lot <laughs> yeah
0: i mean she uh, like all of her scenes she's dressed just spectacularly she's dancing with fives she's drinking with Fives. She's helping Fibes carry out his plans. When Fibes is killing people, she's like playing the fucking violin and they're just having fun together. And then and it feels like I need I need to know more
1: about how
0: these two I together. I was actually a
1: little upset because I thought after the acid got on her, she was going to be mechatronic.
0: That's the thing. Like, I, I feel like in the original script before they rewrote, that was going to be the reveal, right? And that would have been yeah. fine. That would have been a great reveal. It, I would have like, liked it, yeah. Yeah, it, it would have worked. Changing her to an actual flesh and blood character kind of hurts the film a little because it's just like, so why? Why is she in this? Like, what? Yeah, what how, is did, her- how
1: did he brainwash her to be a part of this? How did this? Mm-hmm. How did that? Why is she questioning things? There's, there's there's not enough backstory on her to fill those voids. Yeah,
3: or they wired the money to her. So all the money after he died was wired to her, and they never actually go and look for her, which was kind of weird. Had it been a different background story, I think it would have been more interesting than if she was just human. Because, like, they kind of linked her right away like pretty Mm -hmm. early on that there was another female. And that just kind of took you out of the illusion of, like, the mystery.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't want to get too heavy into the sequel, because I I feel like that should be the next thing we cover (laughs) for the next intermission or whatever. But people speculate that they kind of work it into, like, she's a persona of, like, a goddess of death or something like that, like helping Dr. Fibes and like the, the sequel is definitely like, like much more, Uh, mystical it's much more supernatural whereas this is very much kind of grounded like it it's grounded in reality to the point where it's yeah dr fives brought himself back from the dead kind of thing and you know Mm -hmm. so you you gotta you gotta take a little grain of salt on that or whatever but yeah it's just that that's kind of like the the only stumbling block in this entire series is volnavia it's just like she needed more she needed mm. to be better fleshed. She, and she
1: needs a lot more to be calling her an effluence of the, of death, like, you know, a figurehead. Yeah. But at the same time, I always appreciated the fact that it was nine, nine, nine yeah. There's Cause nine is a very, myst- there's a highly mystical number in, mm. in, in, in those kind of cults and whatnot, et cetera, the Kabbalists and stuff. So that was cool. I like mm. that. So, so, so let's,
0: let's bring up, um, one of the kills here, and this is um, Terry Thomas. If you've watched a lot of movies from the sixties and seventies, especially, you, you'll have seen him in a lot of shit. Uh, really great actor, great comedic actor. He's one of the doctors. He's the one who uh, has the uh, film projector. Uh, yes, the, he's my with- favorite. What if I, you-
1: I was, I would have been him in the film. If I had really? to be a victim, that would yeah. be my role.
0: Playing playing a, a blue movie, I guess you would call it. Um, maybe not. I was
3: thinking of you too, Paul. As soon as I saw that mm. scene, like I was. Yeah,
0: I was that's me. <laughs> but,
3: but, uh, especially with, with watching, it was just perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: But a uh, you know a character uh, cranking his projector, so to speak, uh, a to a yeah to a movie, and his his maid, who they, they kind of hint that like his his housekeeper, he's he's been fucking her too on the side kind of thing, because she she walks in, he's like. Oh, you pervert. What are you what are you doing now? Kind of thing. Yeah, you naughty little yeah. boy. Yeah. Like oh, there, yeah. there's of there there's some there's some hidden sexual stuff in this film that they don't really, you know, bring out. But
1: well, yeah. even the even the even the the constable later is he goes, Oh, you or is and she turned around, uh yeah. housekeeper.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I- I want to like attain that level of attractiveness where I can just walk into somebody's house and tie them to a chair without them struggling. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. Volnavia just, so this guy, he sees her, she, he walks in, she walks in and, He's just like well, I mean, like- that's
1: another kind of loophole to the story. You don't ever see like trances. They don't. I mean, because everyone basically just sits down and lets whatever happens, happens. I yeah. mean, the one guy, he was just sitting there and he got frozen to death with the machine. Like they took time to set that up and he just sat there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like there, there, there are. Yeah, the other one was on horse tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, horse tranquilizers. <laughs> the other one, he was basically sitting on a no-no butt plug attached to his seat, and he was <laughs> he was too embarrassed to tell anybody, so he didn't move.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that doctor, to be fair, he was he looked pretty like close to elderly. So yeah. And you know, and uh, Vincent Price is pretty fucking menacing in this. Like he's he's yeah. looks
1: pretty fucking like he does look
3: terrifying.
1: Yeah, I, did, I actually like, did like the line. The one doctor is like, "Mosco, ladies lady's in a bit of bald. I go see what happens." Like he's like, "Just mm. yeah, fuck me, go. I just go do that." <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's proper goodness right there. That's
0: lord and lady shit. Uh, I mean, I mean that that character gets frozen in his uh, in his uh, car. <laughs> his his chauffeur gets like the Vulcan neck pinch from (laughs) and he and he's still out when the cops come and investigate he's still laying on the
1: ground out yeah but they didn't kill him because he would have nothing to do with it yeah now however i am sorry old um uh carp trout bass fish (laughs) get knocked out with a feeble shot from a phone (laughs) I don't
0: buy that. I mean, I mean, he's he's an ineffective British cop. That, that's yeah. what happens a, to them
1: with an amazingly huge proboscis.
0: Oh, he's got a fat, fucking fat ass nose. Like, a, yeah, yeah. That man, but I that found man,
1: him very enjoyable to watch through the film.
3: I did laugh that at the end. They all go down there, and they don't really look for him. They just kind of yeah. look, and he's like, oh, he's gone. And then they don't try and search or try That's and investigate. It. It's more like oh, they that just – The that-
1: British can only go so far. They go, oh, yeah. no, no, we showed up. He's not here anymore. Don't want to be rude. Time to go <clears> home. Another like you know another good slapstick is when um, Volva we'll just call her is going around and uh, uh, uvula and she's going and uh, she's she's wrecking the whole place and she slashes the, the the backdrop and then the cops stick their head through the backdrop. Yeah, I thought that yeah, that's pretty good. That was
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Like the yeah. the, the, film, the film is fucking enjoyable. It's an hour and a half. It doesn't feel like an hour and a half even. Like it it just it breezes by. Um, the
3: deaths are so well placed too. So it's mm-hmm. not just like a bunch of deaths at once, a bunch of deaths at the end, no build up. It's like it starts with a death and then okay, hey, we have another death. Oh, here's another death. Like it's just mm-hmm. well spaced out throughout the movie. Yeah.
1: Not like you know, like a lot of the things where it's like 35 minutes of nothing and then 20 minutes of solid action. It's pretty good. It's
3: all yeah.
0: <laughs> Even though, you know, you, you get kind of like a good Pace of deaths and stuff like that, and the movie moves along. You get to the final sequence where Fibes has the last doctor's son on his operating table, and the doctor has to extract a key from his body to unlock him from the table before acid drops on his face. By the way, Saw franchise, you fucking hacks, because well, you
1: know, they're all yeah Saw, yeah. Saw is one of the, <laughs> some of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. Anyway, but 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 the suspense
0: on that is so good because it's very helpful. The devices that Fibes has set up. He has he has clearly labeled on, on the side of like the acid device where it's pulling up 30 seconds. He's got thirty seconds left. If it fills up, that's when the acid's gonna pour in the kid's face and shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's almost like um sixties Batman. It it's mm-hmm. like a precursor.
1: Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's a very, there's this very 60s Batman camp element slightly in this, especially, you know, when fives. At the end there he, he he sets himself up, he he lays down next to his lovely wife, he drains the blood from himself and he's replacing the blood embalming with the fluid. With bobby fluid and the, the fucking uh bottles say embalming fluid on on mm-hmm. the you know, it's like
1: Well you okay. have to make sure that the audience knows exactly what's going on, you know.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it was like, you know, it looked like tapioca pudding. Tapioca mm-hmm. pudding, He's gonna be tapioca pudding in his veins, yeah. Oh boy.
1: The blood Sometimes I feel of- like I have that in my
0: veins,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which again, so I mean, it's a cut and dry film, and and the guy kills himself to be with his wife at the end after he seeks what he considers his revenge. Yeah. why is there a rise again?
0: Uh, because it's actually part of his plan. Like, nice. uh, like if you look at you look at his coffin at the end, it mm-hmm. actually plays into the sequel where it's like that's actually predicting the eclipse that is going to be the time for him to come back to life and then do his look for internal life thing and bring his wife back. I haven't
3: seen the sequel yet. I didn't even know
0: mm. there was
1: a sequel. Mm. Well, no, you didn't even know it. See that you just learned something.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: But I mean, yeah. I, I, I do, I, I do agree. It, it is confusing at the end, but they, uh, they obviously knew they're planning. Making a
3: right sequel. Through. Yeah.
0: Like they knew they were planning a sequel at the very least. So they, they,
1: cleverly because you could cleverly do that like you said Mm -hmm. like it's like if we for some reason couldn't do a sequel because what something happens we got a movie but Mm -hmm. if we don't then we still have that loose end like there with the the symbol that lights up at the end on the on the coffin that they show and then of course he laughs at the end after the credits so that that oh
3: here and they mentioned the darkness too saying that oh i guess he's plotting his his last thing last step last stage
1: yeah,
0: yeah, he, yeah. Well, no his 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 last um his last plan is to basically, well, actually I'm not I'm I'm not gonna give away the sequel because we're gonna do it next we're
1: time. So. Talk about it. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fuck. Um, yeah, let me
3: watch it first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh there's spoilers and we we're warned, but there's no Doctor Fives two on this. <laughs> so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then you gotta watch Doctor Fives three. <laughs> Dr. Um, five finds Viagra and rises yet again. <laughs>
0: uh, so do we have any uh, sort of final thoughts before we get into uh, trivia and stuff like that? Or?
3: I, I just want to say as a kid, I watched this movie multiple times. I was so fascinated by it when I was younger. Uh, it's the only reason. Well, that's a massive reason why I remember it. It's a massive. Reason why, I, why I brought it up, which is because it was like, like I said, it's that scene. It's that one scene. It never left my brain and the bats and the rats were really cute. That's
0: mm. Yeah, you got the... Did you you see the bats and
3: their little faces? I was like, oh my god, they're adorable.
0: You have these like, like, you know, rats are usually like either white or gray or black and you got these like brown rats which is, you know, something actually I've never seen like Light brown, tan kind of rats ever in a film before, which is unique. And then they're he, pretty
3: fucking cute.
0: <laughs> and and the bats here are flying foxes, you know, big fruit right, bats,
1: flying fox fruit bats. And I just watched um, Teenage Exorcist with um, Oh my uh, god, Br- Brink Stevens and yes. uh, Michael Berryman, and it's uh-huh. so funny because if you if you watch when they're running up and down the stairs to the basement, <laughs> they're ferrets, white <laughs> yes. ferrets instead of rats it's hilarious and i'm just and you could see them because they try not to step on the ferrets when they're running up and down the stairs so they're making all these like huge detours around and make sure they don't hurt them it's really funny
0: that movie is so cheap it's so Uh, funny but it's It's really good It it is it's very enjoyable so the budget for this the source I got here is uh, three hundred thousand uh, dollars, three hundred thousand pounds, UK box office. I saw for this US three million dollars or one point five million. Either way, really good fucking return. Uh, yeah. Like it, it was enough. That it was like yeah, Doctor Fives Two is coming to a theater new year really <laughs> soon, kind of thing. Um, releases for this there's a really good uh, shout factory release here the uh, Vincent Price collection from 2013 you can still find copies at a very inflated price but uh, it is worth checking out if you, you want to buy that but it's also on voodoo, multiple DVD releases over the years like Paul and I were saying the MGM Midnight movie releases are still out there on eBay especially you can probably find them uh, and also this film and a sequel are free on YouTube So if if you just want to watch them on there, there are no excuses not to watch them. A little bit of trivia here. Peter Cushing, who actually shows up in the sequel, although far too briefly, uh, was originally cast as a Vesalius, but he declined because his wife was in poor health at this time. So this is right around the time where his
1: wife wife died of cancer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: writer William Goldstein said Volnavia was originally meant to be another clockwork device. Like I said, completely wind up key in her neck uh oh yeah by the way vincent price drinking the wine in the back of his neck yeah is that is that not like a fucking cool like thing like that's hilarious yeah i, I love that uh believing that Fibes needed more mobile assistant director robert F- uh first uh, made her human but retained the blank facial expression and mechanical movements which uh i think Further led to speculation from people watching the film, like she's some sort of like deity or like demon or something. You know, several other sequels were planned, including Fives Resurrectus, The Bride of Doctor Fives, interesting, and the, seven Fate, of Dr. Fibes. <laughs> and the Seven Fates of Doctor Fives, and the Seven Fates of Doctor Fives, but none were ever produced. And quite a lot. Yeah, quite a quite a lot. They're like a lot of people were, they were like, we we could make this a series, we can make this a thing, right? And mm-hmm. I, I think they were even like trying to do this in the eighties, and they were like, you know, looking for other people to be Doctor Fives. Like I think Orson Welles at one point was like slotted for one of these, wow. um, which is weird, uncredited Carolyn Monroe. Oh. Doctor Fibes wife in this, and she appears in the photographs and a couple scenes where she's in suspended animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: isn't uh, isn't uh, is wasn't she credited something like that in like as like Victoria Reagan or something like that? Victor- Victoria Regina Fibes. The Regina, I think. Was. Yeah, and because the Victoria uh, Victoria R- Regina was like one of the first plays. Vincent Price was ever in or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, in the That's 30s. Funny.
0: But yeah, uh, recommendation. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Fives. If you haven't seen it, you're 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 Do fucking a- you're you're a fucking asshole. You you got to
1: see it. No, you are a prick. Stop being lame. lame. Don't be a loser. Uh, watch v- watch uh, watch uh, Dracula 1972 and watch this the oh, same night.
0: Oh, yeah, get, and you'll get have all a good your, time get all your well actually I I would say if you want to get your Kellan Monroe goodness watch Dracula AD 1972 and watch
1: Captain Chrono's Vampire Hunter. Well oh, yeah that when well, that was a shame because that would have been a great series which they planned on doing but they never did because that would have been a fantastic series. I, I,
0: just like Dr. Fives another series they could have done and they didn't yeah. really do. Yeah.
1: That really would have that really would have went off because that was a fantastic movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Uh, so, Paul, where can people find you on the interwebs?
1: You can find me on YouTube at P.A. Brew News. You can find me on Instagram at Oil Paintings by P.Rumeli, Facebook Oil P. Paintings by P.Rumeli. Also, the Maniacs Meet podcast on YouTube under P.A. Brew News and Instagram, Maniacs Meat podcast. Uh, probably starting up a new one here soon on the YouTubes. Probably either learn it the hard way or... Mm-hmm outdoors PA
0: okay
1: either way yeah, check it doing out. a lot of uh, cold camping outside in the winter like an idiot with no shelters things like that fun stuff learning it the hard way and try not to die in the process
0: he's gonna do Sasquatch stuff so watch it yeah gonna try to uh, find my furry mate <laughs> uh, Lady Lee you got anything you want to plug
3: I have nothing this time
0: okay <laughs> that's fine I'm a loser it- <laughs> <laughs> and uh you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find uh all of our podcasts and all of our links and requested bullshit whatever that's that's where it happens yeah. that's that's where that's where the money's made that's that's where that's we where all get goes down that's where we all get paid paul and lee in this episode 300 dollars each no and
3: i didn't even have to show my boobs
0: no <laughs> <laughs>
3: you
0: know. yeah but no uh everyone thank you for listening and like i said actually next intermission episode we're gonna do uh it will be the sequel to dr fibes dr fibes rises again look forward to that in the next couple of weeks cheers bye <laughs> be destroyed on site for further episodes our apple podcast facebook and youtube links please go to tmbdos.podbean.com thank you drive through